Boston University School of Law, recognized for excellence in legal education since 1872. It's the faculty. It's the students. It's the curriculum. It's the inspiration. Preparing students for the real-world practice of law today. Welcome to BU Law with host David Yaggs. Well, thank you very much, Gary Tangway. Welcome to the Boston University Law School podcast. I am your host, David Yaz. My day job these days is I'm a financial advisor over at Bernstein Global Wealth Management. But more to the point, I'm a proud alum of the law school and a member of the Executive Alumni Committee of the law school. But you know what? This is not about me. This is about the school. And we have a terrific topic for you today. BU Law has offered a postgraduate legal education leading to the Master of Laws degree for more than 125 years. And today, we're going to take a look at the graduate programs for international lawyers. Later in the program, we'll be joined by a former student who will talk to us about his experience with the LLM program at BU and where he is today. But before we get to that, joining me now, it's my pleasure to welcome to the podcast, John Riccardi, who is BU Law's Assistant Dean for Graduate and International Programs, and the Director of the Office of Graduate and International Programs. His responsibilities at the school include directing the school's LLM in American law, LLM in inter- intellectual property law, Summer Legal Institute in London and Study Abroad programs, and overseeing the school's graduate programs, the LLM Admissions Office, International Initiatives, and Marketing and Communications. He's also taught a course in the American law for the LLM students. And so I guess you'd say he's a busy guy. Welcome to the show, John. How are you doing? Thanks, David. I'm doing great. Thanks what, for having me. I on. don't know what, what you do in your spare time with I all talk those to you. <laughs> That's great. <laughs> so, you know, a lot of people and, and people like me who just went and got the traditional JD at the school don't know about a lot of these programs. So let's just start about talking about the purpose of these programs and their history at BU. That's true, David. In fact, I graduated from BU Law in 1991, and I didn't know at all about the Master of Laws opportunities or the um, general curriculum, or why, or even that that existed. So, happy to do so. So, we um, have right now five and are about to launch our sixth Master of Laws program. And generally, uh, the purpose is really to give advanced training to lawyers and sort of to bring them to the next level of their uh, professional expertise to advance their careers. And foreign lawyers, um, that means often exposure to the U.S. legal system, okay? The common law, um, the methodology, the pedagogy that takes place here, as well as learning about the substantive topics of interest from the U.S. perspective. Um, so our programs uh, that foreign lawyers may attend, um, the general one, the largest one, is called the LM American Law Program. And that's the program that integrates the foreign lawyers into the JD classroom. Mm-hmm. So way back when, you and I would have had Russian lawyers, Chinese lawyers, Brazilian lawyers, and so on, surrounding us. Didn't happen when we were here, by and large. Um, that's a big change in the classroom dynamic. Uh, we've had a banking and financial law program um, since 1978. Um, it's open to domestic as well as foreign lawyers. About 65% are foreign who attend that program. They study with LLMs. Uh, themselves. They're not integrated into the JD class. And then we have our tax program. You might be familiar with that. That goes way back to 1959. It's a specialized program, mostly for U.S. lawyers and about 15% um, international. 
We have the intellectual property program, mostly international. It's a small program. And then most recently, we've launched what's the equivalent of what I would say an executive MBA program, but for law. Mm -hmm. It's the executive MBA in international business law for the busy lawyer um, who really can't commit to a full year um, in Boston, uh, the traditional residential model. And um, that is open to domestic as well as international lawyers, but it's mostly attended by international lawyers. And starting in 2012, we are launching um, our LLM and taxation online, um, and that will provide flexibility that I think could capture um, sizable interest amongst the internationals. So we've been doing this for about 125 years, um, but it's really been since the 90s um, with the forces of the global economy taking off, that we've really sought to specifically um, educate foreign-trained lawyers for cross-border work that um, implicates U.S. law, and whether that means a foreigner representing a foreign company with interests in the U.S., or maybe serving as local counsel um, to help a U.S. company navigate the laws and regulations of a foreign jurisdiction. So it's really been globalization um, that explains the growth and the increased interest in our LLM and American Law Program, and that's the one that integrates um, the students into the JD classroom. And on the other side, I should say, we have 17 um, foreign programs for our JD students that go abroad, but even if they're in their regular classroom, okay, we want the JDs to get to um, gain exposure to how the law is looked upon elsewhere, how it operates in, in other systems and traditions. Um, because, again, we're a common law tradition, uh, but most of the world is not. It's a civil I take law tradition. It, uh, John, sorry to jump in. I take it that those students that do the program abroad are, are those who want to practice in the U.S. but maybe have a, an interna international law practice? Exactly, exactly. And increasingly, um, firms look upon quite favorably um, associates who have some working vocabulary of the ways in which legal problems are solved in a foreign jurisdiction. Um, so all throughout Europe, it is um, a civil law tradition. Mm -hmm. um, so it's a two-way street. Um, when the JDs you know, sit next to lawyers in class trained in other systems, it exposes them to um, you know, legal problem solving from a different perspective. And it's the same thing that the LLMs um, experience when they're in the JD classroom. And that exchange, that sort of um, seeing things from two sides, um, is is incredibly valuable. Because, you know, like it or not, even if a U.S. JD has the most um, sort of quote-unquote domestic kind of practice, um, mm -hmm. there are in inevitably going to be um, issues um, that involve more than one jurisdiction. With uh, with so many students coming over from from overseas, John, it just occurred to me: is is are they all English speaking? Oh, absolutely. I mean, okay. One of that's one of the main admissions requirements is that they um, have to take uh, the TOEFL exam and score a minimum on that. But we um, also um, conduct telephone interviews with every foreign candidate. We're one of the few schools that does that. We don't just do that for um, English language purposes, though it's quite helpful because TOEFL is 
imperfect mm-hmm. as a measure of of English proficiency. But we want to get to know the candidates. But absolutely, um, law is language, so they really need to um, uh, be quite good at it. But it's it's also one of the main drivers to get that they uh, brings them here in the first place. Mm-hmm. They want to become more conversant in legal discourse in English, and we have a whole portfolio of legal English programs that we offer in collaboration with Boston University's Center for English Language and Orientation programs. We teach legal English over the summer. We teach legal English in London at BU's London campus. And my feeling has always been this is a great way for students to get prepared for graduate studies because, you know, LM programs are not a way to simply learn English. You need to get your English down sure, before sure. you get here. Sure. It's okay if they speak Latin, though, right? Exactly. Like exactly. Like, yeah, like sure. you and I learned to do, yeah, right? Ex- exactly. But you remember how law was a foreign language? Yeah. It was, yeah, so absolutely. Well, precisely. And I mean, I know there are many communities in Massachusetts, for example, where it certainly pays to, to speak Spanish or, or other languages, certainly immigration lawyers. But uh, at the end of the day, when you're analyzing a case, in a United States case, you absolutely have to know the particulars of the language. So... Um, Tell us a little more about this. Do, do some people use this LLM degree to transfer to a JD eventually, a United States JD degree? Or? Well, increasingly, increasingly, that is um, of considerable interest um, to the um, LLM students, um, largely from Asian countries. Um, they are making inquiries about the JD um, program. Um, and also are applying directly to the JD program. Um, we've seen an increase in JD admissions amongst um, international applications. Um, you know, a JD degree can certainly help level the playing field for a foreign-trained student who wants to stay in the United States and um, find permanent employment here. Um, and it's even of higher value in many foreign jurisdictions um, upon the student's return home, um, it can carry more clout than um, an LLM. Mm -hmm. Um, But on the other hand, uh, you have to do well in the LSAT test to get into the JD program. Mm -hmm. It's required for JD uh, applications. Uh, You need a super high level of English proficiency, and it's generally a challenge for students who don't speak English as their, their first language. So a lot of times they do the LLM degree first, uh, we don't require LSATs um, for the LLM application. No school does for mm-hmm. foreigners. Um, and at some schools, including ours, they can, um, after they complete the LLM program, they can apply to the JD program, and if they get in, um, receive advanced standing, which means that they could uh, receive enough credits from their LLM studies to be able to finish the JD in only two more years. Um, but at BU, it's not true at every school, they'd still need to take the LSAT, but we would look upon their LLM year um, and their grades um, as the major factor in, in, in assessing their candidacy, uh, along with strong letters of recommendations from, from their BU teachers. Um, so a student whose LSATs um, were insufficient to get into the JD program uh, in the first instance could become quite competitive uh, as a result of, of a successful LLM year. And each year we have students who do that. Uh, we have students um, transfer into it. But it, but by no stretch of the imagination should it be seen 
um, as a backdoor into the JD program. Merely completing the LLM mm-hmm. uh, does not get you in. Um, they need to apply to the, in the normal course um, as transfer candidates, and there's no preferential treatment that they get. But it is increasingly popular, and the whole um, you know the program follows global trends um, and and markets around the world. So in tight markets where it is very competitive to get a job as a lawyer. Um, this is happening in China right now. Um, students are increasingly looking to obtain um, the prized credential of the USJD. Mm-hmm. And that explains um, a lot of sort of the, 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 the cycles of admissions in graduate studies. Uh, a lot of it depends upon what's going on in important foreign markets. John, we need to uh, take a break in a moment, but answer me one question quickly, and that is, is is BU unusual when it comes to this? Is BU a a leader in these programs for international students? I would absolutely say so. I mean, ever since we um, first opened our our doors um, in 1872, um, we have had a commitment to um, welcoming students, no matter where they're from. their race, their ethnicity, um, gender, and so on. And one of our first um, foreign students, a Japanese graduate, Takio Kikuchi, back in 1877, first Japanese student, then moved on to, to start Chuo University. But today, um, that very much is is a part of our, um, our DNA as a law school. One of the things that um, we are quite proud of is that... Um, um, our LM students are a vital part of, of who we are today. Um, mm-hmm. We're an international campus. And they're not second-class citizens, um, and we are not an LLM factory, if you have mm-hmm. it. So the LLMs get all the personal attention, individualized counseling, um, all of the superior level of service that we have, um, that we provide our JDs, the LLMs get um, just... Um, as strongly here. So that um, there's a lot of word of mouth, right. that um, positive word of mouth that happens, and our graduates are our best ambassadors. Um, so uh, word quickly spreads about um, um, how LLMs experience their LLM programs. Uh, they talk amongst themselves, and for the past um, seven or eight years, our foreign LLMs have um, Evaluated have ranked their own experiences a nine out of ten. Um, the point is, we graduate very happy students, mm. and that is um, a position of leadership, uh, as far as we're concerned, um, and extremely important um, for us to continue that commitment. Mm-hmm. So, I think that explains a lot. Sure. Talking with uh, John Riccardi from the BU Law School. We're going to take a break right now. When we return, we're going to talk to a former student, Johan Ellison, and John will join us at the end as well. So stay with us on the BU School of Law podcast. Located in Boston and steeped in 139 years of a rich tradition, BU Law is ranked number one in the nation for best professors and number eight for best classroom experience, according to the Princeton Review. BU Law, admitting students regardless of race, religion, or gender since 1872, and training them to become leaders in the law. Visit the website and see for yourself at www.bu.edu forward slash law. 
We're glad you're listening to Legal Talk Network. Check us out on Facebook, Twitter, and LinkedIn, too. Welcome back to the BU Law Podcast. I'm your host, David Yaz. My guests today are John Riccardi, BU Law's Assistant Dean for Graduate and International Programs and Director of the Office of Graduate and International Programs. And we're now joined by a former student, Johan Ellison. Johan graduated as an abogado, which is equivalent to a JD degree, from a school in Bolivia in 2003 where he graduated with honors. He participated in the LLM program at BU, obtaining a concentration in international business practice and completed that in 2011. During the LLM program, he obtained the Outstanding American Law Achievement Award. Now, he's practiced in Bolivia as a partner of a boutique law firm and in Miami at the Montoya Law Firm. Currently, Johan works as a judicial clerk for Judge Young, Judge William Young in the U.S. District Court District of Massachusetts. Welcome to the show, Johan. Thanks for being with us. Hi, David. Thank you for having me. I, um, I'm interested that you work for, how do you enjoy working for Judge Young? Oh, it's a great job. Yeah, it's he, actually a very nice job. Uh, the chambers here, the interaction with the cases, with the lawyers, I think that it's the best job I could have. Mm-hmm. Uh, <laughs> I could have expected. Uh, Judge Young is, um, I believe Judge Young is a, he's a graduate of law school himself, isn't he? Isn't he a BU law graduate? No, but he's no? taught here. Uh, he teaches at BU. Uh, he graduated from, Har- from Harvard. You're right. Okay, that was the BU connection. I remember he, he, taught, um, he taught my wife evidence, if memory serves. My wife a graduate of law school, of course. Anyway, we, we digress. Judge Young is a wonderful judge, and if you don't believe it, just, just ask him. Um, I'm kidding. He's a friend. Anyway, let's get back to the LLL program. Johan, tell us, what made you choose this program? How did you hear about it, and, wh- and what was your experience with it in the, in the early going there? Well, uh the main reason I choose the BU program is because of the faculty. Uh, undoubtedly, undoubtedly uh, BU has among the best professors in the country. That is the main reason I wanted to go there. Uh, and uh, the, other, the other thing is the size of the program. I think the DLM has a good size. And that means that it allows you to interact with people from all over the world and uh, have those experiences uh, uh-huh. merge into your uh, into your studies. So apart from interacting with the JDs, you interact with uh, people from everybody from everywhere, uh-huh. and that is something that I valued a lot. Uh, so there's a lot of diversity, and the classroom, uh, like the courses, have a lot of uh, interaction with the professors. There's the Socratic method, in which the professors give you a lot of information, but still you have to do your own uh, readings, and you can contribute to the class. Mm-hmm. So those factors were the main reason why I thought that BU would be the best place to study. Tell us how the experience, Johanna, at BU was different than obtaining a law degree in Bolivia. What was a classroom experience like? Mm, well, I think that in Bolivia, as in most civil law countries, uh, they have a civil, um, well, they approach this, the class uh, through lectures. So you have... Uh, the system of the codes, so they teach you how the code is structured. And BU and the LLM in general 
gives you more interaction with the professors. You have interactions in the classroom and outside of the classroom. Uh, for example, one of my experiences with contracts was that I was expecting to write contracts, but instead what I realized is that uh, in contracts you deal with uh, the, in the litigation, how these uh, concepts of contracts work or have failed in, in during litigation. So it's a different approach. You have to read cases. You have to make an idea of what things have succeeded or not. So it's a more flexible uh, approach. I think that that is given by the uh, common law itself. So it would be, it would be, um, sorry to interrupt you, Johan, but so it would be unusual in Bolivia for a professor to to call upon a student to answer a question? Not unusual, no. They call you, but I think that is not in the same way. The, The reasoning, here, for example, a professor will tell you uh, if you give an answer, he will tell you, you're right. Mm. And you will hear another person give a, the opposite uh, reason. And the professor will tell you, you're right. But it's not because there is a clear answer. When you have uh, a code, for example, you will have the clear answer given by the, by the law. But in a common law uh, system, and in, this is in the, uh, in the law school, they will promote your your reasoning, how you get to that uh, point, how you structure your reasons and your arguments. So I think that's something that they try to do in in the class. Yeah, um, you can just say it depends. That's the answer to pretty much every every (laughs) question in law school. You can you can go a long way in law school by saying it depends. So exactly. So so tell. You have to justify that. That's right. I think that that's the main point how you get to that, that depends. So in getting the LLM program from BU, is, do you find that that uh, has been a credit to you in, in working as a clerk? Is, that, is it valuable to you in that job? Certainly. Certainly. Mm-hmm. Uh, to begin with, I don't think I could have had uh, this job if I didn't have some training in American law. And uh, the clerkship requires a lot of research, a lot of writing, um, a lot of uh, insight into the American law. And I think that the LLM gives you that first step. Um, it also helps, the LLM helps you to uh, develop certain skills in understanding uh, the, uh, the common law, how the cases work, how they do develop. And basically, as a clerk, I am contributing to that law. I'm making and writing opinions, helping doing research so that the judge has a good understanding of the arguments from the lawyers. And basically, the lawyers here give their best research, their best uh, best shot, I suppose, in trial, and you get to decide or help to decide uh, what are the issues and what is the law. And so the LLM has helped me a lot to develop that mindset and how the U.S. legal system works. So what advice would you give, Johan, to international lawyers and students out there who are thinking about the LLM programs at BU? Mm, The first uh, thing I would advise them is to uh, interact. Interact with the professors, interact with JDs, and interact with uh, the rest of the LLMs. 
interacts with the uh, uh, with the class, that means that you will have the chance to put into practice your knowledge, to have the ideas in the tip of your tongue, and have solid arguments. And this is a training that you need as a lawyer. Interact with the LMs and the JDs gives you the exposure to other systems to test uh, your ideas, to to know more, to learn from other people. I think this is the most valuable thing you can get from the classroom experience and the interaction with uh, other classmates. So let me bring uh, John back in, John Riccardi, uh, Assistant Dean at the Law School. John, do you have some final thoughts here, tips for students or international lawyers? Well, in terms of applying to uh, a USLM program, um, for sure, a lot of um, students um, want to get their LLM degrees immediately after completing their foreign law studies, but my experience has been that the students who, who work for a few years, uh, like Johan did, um, before seeking the LM are not only stronger candidates, but they're more likely to benefit from the classroom experience. They'll be able to relate to the issues that get raised in the discussions. And um, as Johan pointed out, they also tend to take more advantage of the very rich networking opportunities um, that an LLM experience mm-hmm. um, can provide. Um, I would also say you know, to all candidates, um, do your homework. Research the programs of potential interest and um, at least in your applications, be able to articulate why you're interested in them uh, and how the specific school can help you uh, meet your goals. Speak to alumni um, and speak to others who've, who've attended the program. And as I said earlier, David, it's really important for candidates not to look upon the LM year as just a good year to learn English. Um, mm-hmm. The candidates really need to, to um, learn their English and become proficient um, before they get here. Right. Um, yeah. And they'll be more confident um, and gain from more of the experience through the sorts of conversations and dialogues um, that Johan was was describing right, right. Well, so well, those are those are important things for candidates to to keep in mind. Well, very good, John, and and we appreciate the time. And, and Johan, uh, thanks very much for joining us. And uh, listen, we wish you luck. Please um, make sure you give Judge Young a hard time for me, because um, <laughs> Lord know he he deserves it. No, but thanks thanks very much for joining us, and best of luck to you, Johan. Thank you. Thank you for having me. Well, terrific. Thank you to Johan. Thank you to, to John Riccardi from the law school. And John, as, as just a final point of information, if someone wants to contact you to learn more about the, the programs offered at BU, uh, what should they do? Um, they can contact the Office of Graduate International Programs, um, and they can also send me an email. It's J-R-I-C-C-A-R-D at B-U dot E-D-U. Happy to hear from anyone. Terrific. Well, thanks so much for your time. You can find all the editions of the BU Law Podcast on the Legal Talk Network, the BU Law website as well as in iTunes. Thanks again thank you, to David. my guest. Thank you, John. Thank you, Johan. And thank, thank you to the, the great people here at Legal Talk Network who are absolutely terrific at what they do. I'm David Yes. Thanks for listening and have a great day, everyone. The views expressed by the participants of this program are their own and do not represent the views of, nor are they endorsed by, Legal Talk Network, its officers, directors, employees, agents, representatives, shareholders, and subsidiaries. None of the content should be considered legal advice. As always, consult a lawyer. Thanks for listening to the BU Law Podcast. Check out what else is happening on campus at bu.edu forward slash law.